2: Support for 20 Minute Tims is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in below the waist grooming. Manscaped offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. (laughs) (laughs) Manscaped have just launched their fourth generation trimmer here on the table in front of me. That's right, you heard that right. The fourth generation, four iterations of this. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and we have an exclusive Offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping on a Manscaped 4.0 and all the accessories you see on the table in front of me with the discount code TIMS, T I M S, at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com, discount code TIMS. Now, Stephen, Melly, what did you used to use though Before Manscaped came along Because you know it's, it's 2021 You can't be walking about With a big old thatch No no Previously I used to just Try
1: and singe it off With fire So light, light a match And try and singe them off That way Like that Totally useless It's all about the Manscaped one more 4.0 Now and did I mention It's waterproof There's a little light on it So you can see All the little, all the little Tiny Penises, hairs Penises Melly
2: There's a light on it <laughs> Melly you're not a large man By any manner of means What oh, you Oh be- no It's wee but it's meant to <laughs> what, what were you using Before Manscaped came along Uh, sunglasses and scissors it (laughs) was dodgy so look jokes aside get 20% off using the discount code tims at manscaped.com that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with our super discount code T-I-M-S that's Tim's unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job manscaped Welcome to this episode of 20 Minute Tim's The Flagship Podcast number 281 And I'm joined by my podcast pals Martin Mellie Yes And Stephen Good to be back in front of the cameras lads We had a bit of a boo-boo
1: last week We're in a different location But it's good to be back in at home It's a home fixture, we're back in the studio Back
2: in the studio Are we we going to say why we were on camera last week? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say someone Let's just say somebody (laughs) forgot to bring the memory card with them Look, nothing but positivity this Week. Oh, no. Nothing but positive doing the podcast because Celtic are absolutely flying. Kyogo, Jota, Anthony Ralston. I don't know even know where to begin, Melly. I suppose Ferrin Svaros is as good a place as any.
3: Yeah, it was a good result on the weekend. It's one of those ones where after the first game, Celtic dominated so much, but it's always that but it's Celtic away from home in Europe and mm. we try not to bunch Ange and this team in with previous teams because it is basically a brand new team It is one of the new. most
2: ridiculous stats that you will ever hear <laughs> often trotted out about saying oh this is the 13th away game in Europe Celtic haven't won you think well that spanned four managers at one yeah. point uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's another one later on actually
1: before we move away for that there's another one about the knee haven't beaten Celtic at home since 1988 and I'm like well some of these guys weren't they born that's about unfair so <laughs> left <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alan Ruff was in the Celtic team the last time Dundee beat Celtic at Dens Park. But the game during the week was because we always worry about that. Oh, we've done so well at home, but go Celtic away from home in Europe is a totally different kettle of fish. But it wasn't. It was the same performance. It was probably just as dominant in the way we created chances, but we let in a couple of goals. But we looked good and we looked like a good European team as well. And this is a wee bit easier for us because we've got that sort of barometer where we can judge Celtic on last season that one game yeah. against Ferencváros to these two games, and it's it's totally different. It's a
2: totally different world. Hey, and the only difference is no COVID this season. That's <laughs> the <laughs> that's the only, that's the only yeah. difference, according to uh, certain ex-managers. Stephen, it is great though. What a difference it makes watching your team, watching Celtic, especially in Europe. Because there's, I mean, that was a tough game. That was not going to be an easy tie no, no, ahead no. of time. Ferencváros are a difficult team, and said it. After the after the home leg, that was a difficult team we beat, and there's a bit of nervousness about how we approached that tie. But what I'm loving about Andrew Celtic right now is, I know a, a wee bit of contradiction here because it was me, it was I not so long ago that was telling Angie, "You know, you need to find a way to win these games. You can't <laughs> just stick to your system." But now what we're doing is we are taking our game to these teams.
1: Not only that, it was actually a very controlled performance eventually yeah. as well. They played some amazing stuff in the second half and far be it from the usual Celtic in Europe performance, yes, there were a couple of goals conceded as well, but by and large it was very controlled. I never really felt under any threat until that second one went in and the, the old sort of trigger warning started mm. to go off and mm. I thought, oh, that's a, that's a bit ominous. And I think they had a couple of, another couple of decent chances towards the end and I thought, oh, how... How awful would it be to have played like this and somehow draw? And the funny thing is, is I would have taken a draw before the game. Yeah, i yeah. had you ask me. In fact, you did ask me actually when, when we were yeah. doing our big match build-up live on Patreon. We um, we talked about you know, the kind of various ramifications for the game, and I said definitely take a draw. I would take a draw against Fiorentina, a draw against Betis, and see what may yeah. against against uh, Bayer and I'm always forgetting who else is in this group for some reason but uh, to have won home and away against Ferenc Varos who are a decent team albeit not top level I'm mm. not going to get carried away but to have done it fairly handily and with two really good performances represents some kind of progress I, to me I mean
2: I think Celtic might have set a target for those the, the remaining games what do you think three points four points out the remaining games they went away and beat Ferenc Varos there we're well on our way
3: we are and we're so far ahead of where we, where we were and we've come in such a short space of time it's it's night and day, really, yeah. compared to a couple of months ago where we, we all sat here and I think it was after the, during the job on Etch Ties, we said, look, it's Altmar next. we as well writing that off. Yeah. Well, we got through that. We've got into this group. And when you look at this group, the two games against Ferenc Varos, that's the one you should target, six points. But as we know, it never works like that. And right now we're on course. Getting something against Leverkusen home and away was going to be difficult. But Real Betis away the first game, you're not going to get mm. in out of that because of where we were. But going into these games, getting the six points and then looking forward to the final Betis game, thinking we could beat them, we could do well. And it's Celtic look like a team that can kind of compete with these teams in Europe. Compare that to last season and it's absolutely <laughs> tremendous.
2: I think uh, these international breaks might have done Celtic a bit of good, giving and a bit of time with the players because we're now starting to see players come into the team. I mean, there was... You're looking at the lineup, and Stephen Welsh had to come in. Near Biton came in, and you're thinking to yourself: normally, near Biton in a Celtic team in a European game spells disaster. Oh, we know. sit here and joke about it almost every year, but these were kind of assured performances. Biton
1: has actually been good the last couple of games. I would have, if you'd told me, Biton was quietly. To- <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have told me B-tom was going to come back in and play a part in the last couple of games, I would have been. I mean not dreading it but disappointed because yeah. I think we've we've all seen what Beton can do but just on occasion he just it manages to surprise you and just put in a decent performance and you think well that's what people have been seeing in you for the last 10 years mm. it's just that it's, it's so, why you're here it's, it's just so spread uh, spread so thinly with Beton these days that you often maybe underrate him I don't know if anyone necessarily overrates him, but there's a kind people of just rate him? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> Beaton is rated. He's the <laughs> most rated player in the entire world. But no, in fairness to him, he's actually been he's actually been very good. I mean, there was a couple of times against Indy, and we'll talk about that later. But he was like beating players. He? he Actually, went on an amazing run and, and drew a foul in. skinned Charlie Adam as well. More on him to come <laughs> as well.
2: It's a uh, it's it's just a sign to me that the players are now starting to buy in to what Angie's asking it to do, Melly, man. It's just uh, I'm
3: not quite sure if it's just starting to buy in. I think they've always bought in, but... Go oh, ahead and that pick is fine. Yeah, well, he, he, <laughs> he spoke out a ton, so I'll correct it. <laughs> I think the players have always had that, but we're starting to see the fruits of it now. We're starting to have options on the bench for like a, a few... Well, even a few weeks ago, if we had I had two players going out the team, we would like, that. Oh dear! Even yeah. even going into the game during the week, I was that like, the the quality that drops out the Celtic team when Starfelt and Rogic, even though they're not the top players, you worry about the guys coming in. But they slotted in seamlessly because they know they know what they're doing. They know their roles, and it just looked great. Just before we move on into right into the game, talking about the progress Celtic have made. See if we take it right back to the first competitive game under Ange, okay. Celtic one, Mitchell and won. won. Mm. Between yous, could you try and name the fourteen players that started <laughs> that played in that game for Celtic? No even going to waste my time. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, a Barkas. Barkett? Ralston, Dane Greg Murray. Taylor. Well, he came on as a sub right. Beaton. Oh, so he did. Uh, Beaton and Welsh. So it was a back five of Barkas, Ralston, Taylor, Welsh, and Beaton. Dane Murray comes on. Sorrow started that one. Oh
2: my god, I forgot Sorrow.
3: And up front, Abada Sinki signed an hour before or something, mm. alongside Edward and Christie. So Celtic much changed team since then. Yeah. Albin Ayete comes off the bench as well. So looking at where that team was to where Celtic are now, it's incredible.
2: You mentioned them there, Odson Edward. I think it's fair we were all a bit panicky when oh, Odds eh? when Odson Edward was leaving we were worried, you know, the ability to replace a player who contributed so much. Who was a who's a solid. Who was a really good Celtic player. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, a real talent. Have we come close to replacing him with Furuhashi? Is he? Is he? Dare I say, is he a better player than Odson Edward?
3: Mm, time will tell on that one. But right now, he fits Celtic so well, and just he's a joy to watch. A joy to watch. Whereas Odson Edward was a joy to watch up until last season, and we've sort of got that a bit clearer in our minds than that but watching Kyogo the now he's brilliant, he's absolutely tremendous it's going into the game during the week there against Ferenc Faros I kind of got, I think I mentioned it we get the feeling with like Larson Hooper, Dembele if they're in the team we've got a chance of scoring in any well, game, I get that with Kyogo as well It's like that
2: Stephen, when we used to talk about Dembele when you used to talk about Edwárd. even you mentioned him last night, when you go back to that does the there's the the feeling that Furuhashi's going to score anyway. You yeah, know we were talking yeah. about it, and the we were doing our score predictions for the Dundee game, and I thought, okay, I think two 0 because I think I just said I think a bad on Mcgregor score. Just picked two players at random, but then I had to say to myself. Well, no, could no, Furuhashi's nah, inevitable, and nah, yeah. nah, either <laughs> inevitable Furuhashi going. You've got that feeling every time he's on the park.
1: Well, the, what I would say about Edward is that it's actually I've always maintained that as, as soon as a player leaves you very quickly get used to them not being there. It doesn't really matter who it is. The next team is announced and you're you're basically just looking forward. The next team comes out and you, you don't forget all about them because you acknowledge the contribution you made, but you quickly get used to them not being there. What helps that massively is replacing them with a real genuine quality well, player. Look at mean, our left-back situation yeah, after KD left. Yeah, you know? exactly. So what we could have been left with is there's a, a parallel universe out there somewhere where we're playing a Yeti for all these games yeah. instead of Furahashi. If we hadn't signed him, what would have happened? We would have got a Yeti would have been playing most of these games Jakimakis taking his time to get fit basically not really get many other options we might have signed Kevin Nisbet something like that mm. so there's a parallel universes out there where we don't get Furuhashi and we're still here sitting talking about how we've never replaced Dembele or Edward or anything like that so it's a very different conversation but thankfully we got go to the club because he's been an absolute revelation to the point where I'm just like I think I said to you after the Venice Stavros game what's the catch here yeah. there must be something we've no discovered here is there a clause in his contract where he can leave for 500 quid in? it's not even a transfer window he can leave in uh, December
2: <laughs> or somewhere to go to Crystal Palace. There's, there's got to be some catch in there somewhere. He's a, he is a, t- a top level. He's, do you know Firanashi reminds me of? Do you know when we played? Um, or oh, it doesn't matter. Pick any mid level European team, and they've always get. We've spoken about this in the podcast before. They always seem to have that top level striker. Like who was that guy? That he's the Japanese boy, mainly that signed for Liverpool. Um Mename, Who did he play for before? Because we came up against him, didn't we? Salzburg, it? wasn't yeah. it? Was it Salzburg? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bad example because Salzburg are an absolutely tremendous team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I mean is in Furuhashi, we've got one of the players we've always coveted. One of these, you're like, where do they find him? How do they always manage to pick these players up? Well, for a change, we've managed to pick one Yeah, of.
1: yeah. I know it, it's a... I was going to say it's a triumph for the scouting department but it's not no, is it's, it's just st- entirely Yeah, I, I mean again talk about parallel universes we could be we could be sitting here with Eddie Howe in the team I mean we've probably signed Lewis Graben instead <laughs> <or something, laughs> some, some middle of the road uh, English striker or something like that and we've no we've not got to this so Praise the Lord for he, Ange Postecoglou. The thing
2: about Furahashi is he's so dynamic up front. Yeah. Left foot, yeah. right foot, Heeder just over the course of last week. You, I mean, he's getting in front of players. He's beating players to the front post. When he beats them, he's winding them up. Yep. He's got a wee bit of everything. He
3: does have a bit of everything. And it's just the absolute focal point of this team. And it? it is everything that this team needs to play the way they play. And these games we sort of see the way Ange wants to play more because the teams come out and we can press them and he triggers that every single Mm -hmm. time he gets everybody else working but like in the first goal when we've seen it when he gets the ball in these positions the quality and composure he shows even into the second half when Turnbull puts him through and he dinks that over the keeper albeit a tremendous clearance from the (coughs) defender off the line but just the way he finishes these ones left foot right foot we've even seen the header against Dundee mm. he does have a bit of everything he's just a great player and it's it's a joy to go and watch him over the years at Celtic we've always had players like that but I felt over the last couple of years it's sort of faded away a wee bit and just right now every game you go to that is playing you just know you're going to get quality Can I just say how much I'm enjoying how snidey he is as well Yes yeah. Now, yeah. the Celtic fans
1: because he's been he's been He's a big personality. Even though he doesn't speak English, no one really knows that much about him, but he kind of exudes this sort of charisma that Mm. everyone has got on board with very quickly. He seems like a, a, a quite enjoyable personality. So there's been a little bit of maybe fantasising him a little bit every day, he's, like, oh, he's, he's adorable. Look he's his wee bowl cut and all that. But I, I'm able to look under the surface and bubbling away under there is the well under there beats the heart of a snidey, a bit of a bastard. He does, he's, he he's, is. A, I think he gets away with it because he is quite unassuming. He's this wee five foot seven, quite skinny guy. But there's that's have a you noticed right level of snide in you there? Have you
2: noticed the the PR that started around yes, him from yeah, opposition? Yes. Oh, opposition, John. Anyone that doesn't support Celtic is. Oh, I hope Kuyogo's. I mean, that's some guy on Twitter, I don't know who he was, some absolute no mark journalist uh, on Twitter was like, Oh, I hope Furuhashi's okay after he's my uh, mother. They're trying to tag him with this sort of. Super it, Salary was at it as well. Right? Super,
1: <laughs> super Salary McMoyce it. Do you know,
2: what the best thing about that was like Ali McCoyst on talk Sport talking about Furuhashi. Now, Ali McCoyst is funny, right? Old Uncle Ali's fine, right? He's got some new teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sh- sh- speaking like uh, a wee sh- bit <laughs> sh- talking about Furuhashi, But Rangers Rangers fans were talking about here, they're terrified of this guy. They're trying to tar him. They, they see the way that Morelos has been tarred because rightly so, Morelos yeah, yeah. is at it all the time. And they think, okay, that's Celtics Morelos. Rangers are Rangers are terrified of Furahashi.
3: And so they should be. Uh, it doesn't matter about all that sort of thing. Just the quality on the pitch of the guy should be terrify every team because mm. every big team he's come up against probably. Bar Rangers this season where he was played out in the left, he, he runs riot against them, and Celtic have played I think it's six games without him this season. They've only won one, mm-hmm. whereas the seven games I think, seven games or whatever they've played with him, they, they get the victories every time. And if he's playing up front, I think in all the games he's played that he started, we've only lost one, and that was our way to Rangers where he did play out in the left. So when he's through the middle. He's basically guaranteeing you a goal and a win. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what that is. Let's talk a wee bit more about the turn of attention rather to the, the Fereng Faros game. It was that pressing for the front that got us the first goal. A badder right onto the mistake for the fullback, nicked it off him, pressed forward a wee bit. Played in Furuhashi. Furuhashi made the absolute best of it. Keeper comes out. On, see when a player moves it on ease with one foot to the other and just slots it in. Yeah. Keeper had... Stephen, keeper the keeper had no idea what foot he was going to use to stick no, in the none, back of the none, net. None, none at
1: all. None, in knots. None of us did. But uh, that, that's a, actually something I've I've just thought of there. It's that kind of obs- observation I've made live. Is that, see, I think whereas the, he, he scores quite a variety of goals, Furuhashi all of them are very calm. They're all just placed. I've never seen Furuhashi rattle in a goal or anything like that. I've never seen him absolutely bust the net. They're all just very calm, placed efforts. Nothing really to add to that, but I've just thought of that there and then because I I don't mean to, I don't mean this comparison to be sort of disparaging towards Ayeti, but that's when he came in, the remark we made that he, he Puts, puts some sauce on his shots. He makes sure he he weathers yeah. at home. But Furhash is the mirror opposite. He just places it wherever he wants. And the the deft wee chip that you mentioned as well, just it's absolutely great technique. But a, a very satisfying goal with that because it is just a sign that if people know what they're doing with this press and all that. It's not just aimless running about yeah, yeah. because anyone can yeah. do that. That's that doesn't involve coaching. That that's just right. If they run about and just like close, close them, them down, them down. <laughs> I get the ball back. I defend from the front and all that. But that that r- looked really measured and precise and was, we had the ball in the back of the next seconds after after recovering it after winning it there
3: yeah because we know we can create the chances but it's in these games where teams have sat, sat in we don't really get to see how Celtic really play but in the European games we can score goals and it's the winning those counter attacking goals yeah. where we win the ball back and then it's in the back of the net we spoke about it before it happens to us every time and the, Getting that early goal usually settles teams. It doesn't Celtic. That's the eleventh away game in a row in Europe. We have went in front. That's astonishing. We've only won four of those games. <laughs> it's an incredible record. But we're starting to turn that now. Getting that early goal, it just it really sets celtic apart because even though we go on to concede celtic controlled that game they throughout did. they were really good and if we can we can we know we can create chances and rip teams apart but if we can take the ball off them and score as well we're getting a bit of everything in there and it's great to see
2: yeah i mean you mentioned him steven jetty nowhere to be seen in the last couple of weeks barcas yeah, as well it. To it looks over for yeah. a jetty, doesn't
1: it i uh, definitely i think he's, he's he's got to go basically. he's not getting any time whatsoever He's, Barely played, really, over the course of his Celtic career. Former captain, Albion Agüero yeah. I mean, captain, was one of those really early preseason friendlies that aren't even worth, worth watching. They just show them on Celtic TV just to get the the added value. Uh, but he captain captain the side. There was it was a proud day for the Aieti household I mean, that day.
2: So you've got a Jeti point five million. Did they make this the squad? You've got. Barkey. Barky 5 bit odd million and you've got bowling goalie 4 odd million. I mean that's the best part of 15 million quid. I
3: think you a wee bit generous there but it's roughly about that and these guys, look, to have that look, we've got Julian to come back as well but that amount of money on players that you should be buying for European mm. games and not one of them make the squad is just shows how poor we've been in the transfer market recently.
2: You said that we got the early goal sort of set us up well but we did, we did concede. We do have the tendency to concede. I see that one went down as a Juranovic on goal. Yeah, it's a tough one because
3: it wasn't as if Celtic were looking like they were going to concede. And we all know as soon as we do concede, we can yeah. let in two, three... But it just didn't feel that in that no. game. The goal sort of came out of nothing. It just went out to the right-hand side. Juranovic is doing his best to try and block it and it just goes and over him. Oh, well, it, if he's so good, why'd they score an OG for that? <laughs> <and> that <angle? laughs> Pretty ridiculous
1: if you ask me. Is he our best, best left-back and best right-back? Uh, yes, just play him in both Ooh. positions, actually. Just play him in both at the same time, to be honest. I think he's a he's an absolutely tremendous player and some of his recovery speed, yeah. uh, getting back there, a deceptively really fast player. Is another great sign as well. A part of me wants to see him at, at right back but also the other part of me doesn't really care because he's no. playing re- extremely well at left back and you can of take Ralston out of the yep. team so I'm not really bothered where he plays as long as he's in the team have we ever had a player
2: that was our best in two positions before? Well, I suppose Larson could be the best in every position probably. He? <laughs> I suppose
3: so, aye. But just on, on, on the goal as well, it's one of those ones <laughs> where in the past maybe that was it. The heads would go down with Celtic, we'd mm. maybe go, oh no. But we didn't. We just kept kept playing our way and it it was a quite quick after we got the lead, but it was a we we didn't deserve to be equalised against. We deserved to still be in front. And we just kept playing our game. We didn't let it getting get away in and we just played and played and played and thankfully got the second goal but after that I just never got the feeling we're not going to win this game
2: but that's buy-in isn't it that's buy-in for the yeah. players they're trusting the system it's not like you know, as we saw last season, we need to get a wee tip jar or something, we need to put a <laughs> quid in the jar every time we say last season. But we saw, like, we can see like, oh, the whole sis- situation, the whole system would just go to pot. Because players, there was nothing to trust in, there was nothing to buy into.
1: In fairness, I think we're allowed to talk about last season as long as it's in contrast to what we're seeing just now. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that tees right. it up quite nicely when we're talking about this season. It's a nice week of contrast to give. But yeah, the players have been very vocal about it recently as well. I know that by and large press conferences can be very vanilla and they just sort Mm. of trot through a few sound bites and all that. But what is starting to uh, catch my notice a wee bit is that players have started mentioning just how much they are enjoying playing to this system and how clear the manager is, especially you asked uh, Callum McGregor about the the difference between this team and, quote, last season very recently. And uh, he very
3: specifically mentioned how clear the manager is on his, on his instructions and how he wants the team to play when we look at it as well how many times have we speak about it? one or two passes and Celtic are wide open or <sighs> not wide open anymore that yeah. goal probably against the run of play even though it was quite early on but it wasn't as if Celtic were carved open it was just a ball out to the right and the guy tried to cross it and it hit off a defender and went in it's It can't really be helped. There was nothing you could specifically say, well, we made a mistake there. It's just one of these goals that sometimes can happen and seem to happen to Celtic more often than not. But... After that, yes, we can see our goal, but the only real chance I can remember was that top-back one where he smashed Both, it off the yeah. bar and there's not really Both. anything you can do about yeah. that. It's not as if Celtic were backs to the walls, hanging on last-ditch tackles. As we say, it was a controlled performance. Even at that, Ralston hit the bar as well, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very shortly afterwards.
1: So it was quite even in that, but what a, what a dig that was. I, oh, saw I, the, I saw the highlights again just before
2: we, we started recording. That was a... <laughs> Was a hellier dig if you talk, Mark. In fairness, it's something that uh, Andrew's mentioned the past couple of games, and you could see it in the Ferris Vargas game. you something they've done the Dundee game, but I think we saw it in the Ferris Vargas game a wee bit more. He's talking about how the defence are given the foundations for this, the attackers to excel, and this playing out for the back wonderful see some of this we're almost under no pressure I mean we put ourselves under pressure occasionally it looks like we're still kind of learning it but see when it works Melly it's fucking
3: brilliant yeah isn't it I, I firmly believe it's the way to go as I said on the reaction with Stephen I think I count whether I say about 8, nine, ten yeah, times hey. that Joe Hart punted it long Celtic didn't keep possession once mm. we, we, we simply can't do that if we do it'll just be through luck rather than Route. You buy yourself a
1: matter of seconds. That's it. Yeah. The pressure is alleviated for seconds, and it comes straight back at you. There's no no sense in
3: doing it at all. And we are far more likely to create a chance by working it out from the back. I would say than putting up the pitch and home for seconds because look at the players we've got up there: Jota, Abada, and Kyogo. They're not going to win balls in there. So when we Celtic are playing out, now that we know we can do it, now that the players are confident, and I think confidence is the main thing in this, they're all good enough to do it, but it's just having that confidence in themselves and their teammates to do it. And when we play out, it's beautiful to watch because there is a plan. Players know what they're doing. And more often than not, it does work out. There is the odd one where you're going to get...
2: Well, there was lose a bit the of ball crit- but it was a finished Varos game wasn't it there was a bit of criticism about uh, the ball getting given away but as we pointed out that wasn't the system that no, was a bad pass it was a bad pass. But, yeah. but people yeah. were jumping the topic going that's what happens when you play it for the back no 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 that's what happens when you play a bad pass you can play that yeah. bad pass anywhere in the pitch and lose the ball
1: exactly the, uh, Abada was faced with Turnbull could have played it to his feet but it was maybe a little bit dangerous but that, that becomes Turnbull's responsibility and someone else has to make a move mm. to give Turnbull a pass that's how that should work but unfortunately Abada just shelled it over his head and and all of a sudden Turnbull is turning the other way chasing the ball and he just get it taken off him it's just a bad pass it's nothing to do with you know, failing systems or anything like that yeah,
3: and just when you, when you see the replay of the, the goal Abada's on the right hand side Turnbull's inside him and Kyogo's right over the halfway line in the middle so Hank Hartson said just shell it up the line there was literally nobody there you're <laughs> just giving them the ball back it was just as you say a bad pass and I think I said it as well, even if the ball goes out to the right-hand side and the cross doesn't hit Juranovic, Joe Hart probably grabs it and it's never spoken about again. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that it's just a bad as pass inside, it's just unlucky for him. I think Hartson's been told about his, uh, his
1: Celtic cheerleading on BT, by what the way, think so? think because so? he corrected himself. He's still very excited, he's still very pro-Celtic, but he's stopped saying us and we and all mm-hmm. that. He corrected himself. He said all of our midfielders—I mean, all of Celtic's midfielders—can play with the ball. So he's obviously been—he's been got to, I think, by the pro hand media. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to
2: keep your job here, son, we don't, <laughs> we don't talk like that. Um, look, everyone loves Koyogo Furuhashi, probably Celtic's best player. Although I think there is a debate about whether it's between him or Jota, because <laughs> oh my god, another class signing that we' brought in the summer. Unbelievable. And
1: there isn't a debate left now. There isn't a debate. The, all of the headlines or all, all the chat after these games is just get them signed now, right? Yeah. There's no debate anymore. If there's anyone left still thinking we shouldn't sign Jota, it's too much money. I assume that is the type of person who tapes, newspapers to his windows <laughs> <laughs> and is writing don't sign Jota in excrement on his own wall. That, those can be the only people left still not on the, the Jota train. I was I was having a think about Jota and but there, there was even a little bit of kind of inexplicable debate as to whether he, f- he suits Ange's system, whether mm. he suits Ange Ball and all that, which I found incredulous, to be honest. What Jota is to me is whether he suits systems or not, he's an absolutely special player. And I can't really think of many examples of a player who ticks so many boxes as to what the Celtic fans all believe we want oh. and deserve yeah. as a Celtic player. I don't think we've signed a player like that since De Canio oh. generally oh. see, see I'm, and again I'm not I'm not doing the direct comparison I'm not saying don't that, uh, talk
2: yourself that's <laughs> a great talking point don't caveat it in any way keep going keep
1: going but, but, what, but what I'm saying is that like, I'm not making the direct comparison I'm not saying he's as good as De Canio or he's going to do as much whatever what I'm saying is th- that to me was the last player that I can remember of that nature where you Every time he gets the ball, you think something's going to happen. The flicks and tricks. The tricks, the ability to just put a defence on the back foot, run at them. That that one, the trick he did against Indeed that led (laughs) directly to a goal. (laughs) uh, Unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, we've had geniuses since De Canio. It's a long time ago. We've had Maravcek. We've had, you know, Henry Larson, who's a completely different player. But I don't think anyone has ever suited so well that. Traditional Celtic winger that we all think that we, you, you look back through history and it, that Celtic's littered with them. I think Jota is the latest incarnation
2: can of, I, of all that kind I of. Can I just point out something to everyone sitting around this table and the listeners? You know how you know things are going well at Celtic? Then you know, we're all sitting here talking about Dembele <laughs> comparisons with De Canio and Larson and all that. Yeah. You know, we never, we've never, It's been a long time since we've been talking like this about the team, isn't it? It is it not? It's a very long
3: time, and I, I, I tend to agree with Stephen there. Like De Canio, growing up was. Unbelievable to me. Just when you, there was a game recently. It was on, on this day and Di Canio played in it. I think it was we beat Aberdeen one 0 and it was a like two minutes highlights. It showed you the goal. Di Canio scores the goal, but the highlights were all just him flicks, tricks out in the byline. He's healing over somebody's head, and with Jota, with that, we've no, we've had guys like Patrick Roberts who I thought was good at dribbling yeah. and had that eye for the pass and a goal but nobody that takes somebody on but has (coughs) these wee flicks and tricks and they're not just flicks and tricks for the sake of it there's always an end product to them and again with Jota as well he's tremendous to watch and it's another one where as soon as he gets the ball, you sort of rise up out of your seat as if we could do something here. And the way Ange plays where he gets those wingers high and wide, it suits him, it suits Kyogo so well and it's suiting Celtic right and
2: now. And it's, it's the relentlessness of it, isn't it? It's the relentlessness of our play. Not often do you see Celtic trying to waste time, even 80 minutes in. We're still getting Jota on the ball if he's on the pitch, obviously. We're st- he's still taking players on, he's still causing them pain and hurt. we have got a hurt on them, Stephen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Jota, he, he's... Is everything really uh, I would expect in a winger? Because we've had loads of good wingers. I mean, that's mm. that's why the tradition exists. We've had loads of good wingers over the years. Sinclair and old you Unisi know, are really good players as well, but they're not what that yeah. that, that, what that I'm, I'm trying, trying to articulate. Yeah, the old-fashioned old, old fashioned winger who also gets goals as well. He's scoring goals and he's making goals. There was one point against Varos where he went on a really fast break. He'd carried the ball tens and tens of yards up the pitch and he gave it to Abada and it broke down unfortunately, but he, he has the capability of doing that. It, it terrifies defenders and if that had been the other way around, if Abada, who is capable of carrying the ball as well, if he had carried the ball at the pitch and given it to Jota, it would have been a goal. That's how much confidence I have yeah. in him. I yeah. feel like he's going to score all the time, Jota. It has the odd occasional... Wild attempt on goal, but that's because his confidence is up and he's, he's trying he's things, it, he? yeah, yeah exactly. It. But yeah, he's been an absolutely tremendous signing. Hopefully, we can get the deal done to get him permanent. But if not, just enjoy it, just just savor. Then I mean, having the guy in the team,
2: and spoke on it midweek. He says, You know, we would, we'd love to have him if he thinks this is where his home is. And he's, he's obviously enjoying his football. I would be pushing to get that deal done in January. If the, if the funds are available and all that sort of stuff, we could offload, you know, if we're looking to move out. I'll be in if we're looking to move on Barkas and Bolingoli and a few 60 other sixty million we've made there,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: right. get some money right. for them. And you know, if you'd like to think, if you could move some of these guys off, it makes it makes space for a pull like Jota because. Much like Brendan Rodgers and his reference to Edward, when we had Edward on loan when and paid the nine million for him, absolutely no brainer. You know what you're getting. I mean, it's guaranteed goals, guaranteed, more important than that, though, guaranteed entertainment.
3: Yeah, yeah. and that's what we want to see. And we, we are being entertained, and these guys are all sort of playing with a smile on their face as well. And it brings a smile to our face. And with Jota, yes, go and sign him. because we've seen over how how difficult it is for Celtic to identify players for a yeah, start. for sure get them in and then make them permanent but we, we have to do this deal I was one let's wait and see how it goes on but after every week now it's like no this guy is the yeah. real deal there's no way he can go from what how he's playing the now to a complete dud because, Reggie Blinker oh, another great winger he's just got a bit of everything and he's still young he's still developing He's still he could get better and it's going to be great to see
5: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
4: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: On the other wing, you mentioned them, Abada, who is... He's another cliched catcher. He's a bit of an enigma about mm, that, isn't mm. he? He seems to be weighing in quite heavily with goals. Um, but he's got more than Jordan. He's got more, yeah, more than Jordan. Scored again that day, but then at the, t- the same time you're watching his wing play and you're thinking, kind of lacking a wee S- bit. Some of it's rubbish. That, you said, you said, Stephen, that his goal was actually, it was a cross. It's a
1: cross. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> do you think so? Eh? <laughs> no, I'm so okay. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great finish. It was a really yeah. nice finish and he, he deserved it. But I, I know what you mean. I, I totally agree that he's... A strange player, and that he's quite frustrating. I've I've seen a couple of neutrals who don't really care about Celtic around in like that. Just saying, it's really quite odd to watch because he his touch doesn't seem that great, his dribbling doesn't seem that great. But all the, seven goals cannot yeah. just I mean,
2: simply cannot argue with that. And he's benefit, Melly, He's a young boy. He yeah. is a young young player. He's obviously going to improve. He's going to improve with confidence. He's going to improve with game time. He's going to improve. Coaching the, the coaching, coaching we're getting and, just now, and you know? the players that he's playing with and all that. But at the moment, you're watching him. You're going. Like it was this game, I think it might be in the Dundee game as well. I was in the Discord, I'm like, this guy's doing man nothing, then bang, he's it was this game (laughs) for almost the full game because it seemed every time we went down the wing. He would just he, nothing was coming of it the, the play would break down that he would hit the first man or his cross was terrible and then I'm getting on pelters and then two minutes later he sticks one in the back of the net yeah it was some finish and it, probably what spurred the money
3: <laughs> <laughs> we know he can finish we've seen that right from his first game that Michelin game mm-hmm. uh, we spoke about earlier he gets in on the rebound but I wonder maybe if long term he'll maybe see himself as a striker because as you said he doesn't have that trickery we haven't seen that ton of pace from him yet where he's taking on players and beating them. Maybe that'll come, but right now he's just getting the goals. And look, it's okay then now because we've got Jota and Furuhashi on absolute form, flying, scoring goals and assisting. But if one of them's having an off game or out the team, we need more from the other wide player, whether it's bad or Forrest or Johnson. But right now there's nobody nailing that place yet injuries and all that sort of thing but there's there's a spot out there and Abada could nail it but he's not quite doing enough to do it because it was frustrating in the Fenerbahce game, Jota and Furuhashi, you're mm. confident when mm. they get the ball mm. what did I say? Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce. <laughs> surprised it took me that long before I said that, Ferencvaros <laughs> uh, uh, but when it did break down with Abada it seemed to always be him it would break mm. down on with the other two you're expecting the quality, him it's not quite there yet
1: to, to an extent, I think more is expected of new signings, new yeah. foreign signings who come for a wee bit of money. But again, it's what was four million or something like he signed for? Realistically, I think get you an awful lot in this market. You no. really, uh, I mean, the four million is the new two million that we used to spend on players. I think if he was a young Scottish player and had come in and was playing like this, he'd scored seven goals to this point of the season. Would be absolutely raving about him. To I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying is it the doo doo factor. Uh, yeah, there probably is. There probably is a little bit of that. But I'm not saying that that forms all of the judgment. I'm just saying to an extent, there's probably a little bit of a different expectation placed on a new signing and uh, Israeli international than a 19-20-year-old who would, who would just come in and develop into the team himself. So th- th- I, I still have faith that I'm not making any final judgment on him because I'm so confident now in Ange Postacoglu's ability to coach players and find the best out of them that I think the best is still to come from bad. it's just that, that I don't think there's anything wrong with saying he wasn't in great form until no, fairly no. recently so I, I don't think it's you know slamming him lambasting um, la bad. La, I nearly called him Lambada
2: la <laughs> look that's what, we're, that's what we're here for we're here to talk about these performances well, the, the Celtic's third
3: goal bad. That was an absolute cracker but after that we didn't really look like it was going to be one of those long nights but then five minutes from mm. time It was just, again, just Mikey Johnson trying to dribble out, loses the ball, and the ball goes out to the right. I'm looking at Ralston maybe closing down the guy more to stop the shot, but at the same time, he had somebody on his outside, so if he shuts him down, he just plays it out to the left. But when you see the goal again, the finish is an absolute cracker, man. That that, uh, angle from behind where you see it going in, there's not a lot you can do, but maybe just press a wee bit quicker. No,
1: I agree with that. I saw the exact angle you're talking about. And it does, it goes outside the post and then just nestles. You think it's going to go in quite high and it just drops into the bottom because corner. Because one of their just,
3: players sort of moves out of uh, the way d- as well. D- and
1: Joe Hart obviously can get near you. It goes off his, oh,
3: off his bun after it as well, <laughs>
1: as as Joe Hart is uh, ten. tends to do, which is great. Uh, speaking of players being vocal about things, Joe Hart is obviously you know, very vocal and we expected that of him as well but it was nice to hear Jota talk about that about how influential he's been in the dressing mm-hmm. room and how if he's if he's got a problem with something he'll absolutely let you know Joe Hart and that's, again, we, we've spoken about Joe Hart a lot because we all really kind of wished him well because yeah. we really wanted him to do well and I think he's exceeded our expectations. He oh, I- makes mistakes as well but I mean... Which, what player does they get look it back.
2: I know, jeez, no, okay. Duds will happen. And I mean... Exactly. The thing about people forget about Joe Hart as well as well, I forgot about Joe Hart anyway. I'm not sure if everybody did. A million quid and he took a massive pay cut to come here. But I mean, rumours that like he's on something like 16 grand a week or something. They just yeah. wanted to make it work. So he, he did whatever he could do to come and play football. Well, they
1: literally said that, didn't he? He said, well, I think someone asked him, why did you go to Celtic? Because like, because they wanted me. It was as simple as that. They, they gave me somewhere to play my football and that's, that's why I signed for them. I mean, so...
2: Uh, it was maybe a conversation for another podcast, but you know, when after the transfer window closed, we sat here on this flagship and says, "We need to give it a few months. We're not going to fall into the trap of last season and thinking we had a smashing window, and then some of these players don't perform the way you want
1: them to." We could have sat there six weeks ago talking about how these the new De Canio and the new Larson yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but having having a wee glance back at that transfer window looks if like we've done some decent business.
3: Yeah, a smashing window doesn't quite work out, mm. does it? But it, it looks good that there is. Look, we signed twelve players. They're never all going to be good, are they? That. Celtic, it's not going to work out, but it seems more hits than misses for a change and the ones that are hits they really have made a yeah. massive difference to Celtic this season and boy oh boy will it look good. I think it's been remarkable actually because
1: when you think about the, the business it was done, not only did a lot of players come in, they've formed to the guts of the first team. The yeah. first 11 is mainly new signings with the exception of like Callum McGregor and a few assaulted others. Carter has played every minute since he signed. Yeah. He? yeah, he has. So, I mean, not only have these players worked out, but they've become key elements of the team. Not Absolute mainstays. Obviously we've got players who have been there a long time, but he, Ralston... Austin doesn't he count as a guy, an established player? No. He's he's a, effectively a, like a new signing. <laughs> as the old cliche well, goes, to He signed a new
2: contract. Yeah. and I, I honestly I'm struggling to think of a, a more deserved c- contract for any Celtic but The guy. The, odd joking aside, let's have a sort of because the, the, I mean. Ralston was a player of limited ability and everyone sort of knew it and everyone said it and I know you've kind of backed him a bit but that wasn't based on any ability you saw in the park. That was a meme. Oh, in the heart. You know, that, that was basically a meme that we were doing on this podcast but yeah. the reality of the Ralston situation is... He has worked his bollocks off Anthony Ralston ever since he came in came the side and he absolutely deserves this contract. Just He said, doubters, shove up your bollocks. He said, I'm Anthony Ralston, <laughs> he's, I'm here to stay. <laughs> he's, he's just, I've never seen a player improve so much, but Ange did say that he's it's up to Anthony to keep improving. So there's obviously, there's obviously still some work to do there. But he's charging up and down that wing, takes absolutely no piss off a duds like Charlie Adam. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he takes none of it. Um, and he's improving. I think his I think his delivery oh. from when he first got into the team, I think his crossing has gotten better. This season. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. agree
1: with that. I think uh, he's been exceptional, Anthony Ralston. Let's, let's strip all the stuff away about how uh, he's okay for Anthony Ralston. He's performing well for Anthony Ralston. Yeah. He's still limited, but he's been okay. He's been brilliant recently. Yeah. Like, there's no getting away from the fact that he's been in a standout performer in oh. recent games he's been involved in goals he's been creating goals he's been scoring goals and he's been defending well and I, you're right I struggle to think of a turnaround quite like it ever at yeah. Celtic. To have gone from, I mean this isn't even a season, we're talking about three months here, we're talking about the season started three months ago we all sat here and were like, I can't believe I've given that guy, even a year yeah. It represents a sign of panic at Celtic And it wasn't even out of nowhere, he was
2: yeah. a limited player, he was a player of limited ability.
1: Yeah, yeah. from everything we've seen, so to have gone from that just three short months ago to a mainstay of a team, to the fact that he's keeping a—you know the Croatian international, a far more storied player, out, effectively out of that position mm. into another position, he's still playing Juranovic of course but the fact that he's playing this well I can't think of a, a comeback don't call it a comeback I'm yeah. sure he would say he's been there the whole time but it's it's been incredible for him and it's 100% deserved and
3: it, 100% deserved not only the new contract but he's placed in the team at the moment because it's been exceptional yeah I'm, I'm with you guys it's such a struggle because Celtic fans myself included once you sort of make up your mind up on a player it's very difficult to change that whether it's a new signing, maybe sometimes you change that because they get played in better positions or whatever. Yeah. But for Ralston to be here for so long and then to flip everybody in such a short space of time is incredible. And I, I, Again, I can't think of MD who's done it. Stelian Petrov maybe, but mm. he was getting played out of position and that was what 20 odd years ago. But with Ralston, he's managed to change everybody's mind. And you can say, look, give him that contract, he completely deserves it, but it's improvement in every single aspect of his game. He always had that physicality, but to go out there and not quite free assists at the weekend, but he's creating goals, he's scoring goals, his defensive play is really, really good and he looks like He's probably been Celtic's most consistent player this season. He's yeah, played yeah. played the most games probably. And every week you're looking at him going, yeah, it went from Ralston. He's playing well. He'll do until Juranovic is fit up to right now. It's like, you can't drop Ralston. And Juranovic is doing a great job on the yeah. other side. So just keep playing the two of them. It's working out well. And him, Joe Hart, Carter Vickers, Juranovic, Starfield, that's looking like a solid back line, yeah. a solid base for Celtic to build on. But him going forward as well and Charlie Adam Hing so tremendous.
2: Funny. Do you know what that is? That is 19 stone of <laughs> pure fat bouncing off of... I'm not good at guessing weight, Stephen. What do you think Ralston is? Uh, a solid... 12 stone? 12 and a bit because uh, he was going to be leaning, so yeah. I he's compact. So that's 19 stone of... Forty percent muscle, forty <laughs> percent uh, fat, body fat, right? That's what they have probably slamming off of twelve stone of six percent body fat. Like the best of it was, right? He went. To, we're talking about the Charlie Adam incident here. Just before the Celtic go, he went to clean Ralston out, right? Bounced off him like a like a bouncy ball. Boing, boing, <laughs> ended up in a flabby pile on the ground, right? <laughs> a puddle. Yeah, that. dragged himself back up and then did try to cut out the cross but could barely get his leg up high enough it was it was embarrassing. It looked as if he'd run into a lamppost in did. this lineage <laughs> <laughs> <room>. shit. <laughs>
3: it was a bad bouncy bouncy for Adam <laughs> and even taken away from that the it was that was brilliant from Ralston. It's brilliant it's a good gift for Mimo when you look at it. Mm. But some of them cut out the cross. The cross is an absolute yeah. peach as well. It's yeah. put right into an area and Jota's just got to get his foot on it. And from that that second half when Celtic came out and even right throughout that game down that right hand side and the left hand side Celtic ripped them apart down each side and Ralston had a hand in three of the goals it was another great performance from him. he could have had a goal during the week mm. and he got his contract the boy must be high on life now
2: let's talk about the Dundee game Stephen um, we wondered how Dundee were going to approach the game uh, against Celtic we wondered you know, are we going to get in for another Livingston here because that was an important game given the oh, distance yes, huge. the distance yeah. until the next league game yep. the international break and all that coming up travelling away the Ferench virus and obviously dropped points against Livingston in our last game. We needed to make sure we were home and hosed. With but then playing Ross County, of course, with the them playing Ross well, County. Just yeah. a walkover. Yeah. See, begin to see why John Hughes decided not to take that job on any longer. <laughs> um, the game started off with a bit of a protest. Mm, Tennis yep. balls were thrown at the pitch. Um, unclear at the beginning why, but then it later transpired that this was a protest about Bernard Higgins. Um, There was also the usual minute silence uh, for the poppy, which is a weird obsession in this country now. It's almost North Korea-like. The usual suspects criticising the Celtic fans for um, singing and not respecting the the poppy, the silence for the minute silence for the poppy. Then there was people criticising the Celtic fans for protesting against Bernard Higgins. I see no issue with either of those things. None at all. I'm just
3: disappointed. I've just... When you were talking about it, it,
2: just clicked. I could
3: have brought my James McLean, Republic Ireland Strip. We <laughs> yeah. could have had that there to show solidarity. But it's ridiculous, the Bernard Higgins thing. The guy can't get appointed to Celtic. No, it's, men- it's mental. It's, it's a, mental. It's a ridiculous. It's even in the conversation. But it, it wasn't clear on the TV. I was at the game. But when you're watching it, they had it, they had it out. They know the ball's in Celtic's board's court now. Yeah. So it was clear at the game. But when they, they didn't really... Say it in Sky, and from way, what I've heard, but Celtic fans are right to protest about that. It's a ridiculous appointment from a guy that did no good for Celtic, and to, for Celtic to be doing everything so well on the pitch finally, and then these sort of things shooting themselves in the foot again, it is ridiculous.
2: I don't think they can go ahead with it now. They can't. They just can't go ahead with No,
1: I don't think so. I don't. I mean. I don't know how much there is in it anyway. I don't know if it was just sort of tentative inquiries at first or it's been kind of something happening behind the scenes, but they can't possibly. I, don't, I honestly don't know. It couldn't possibly be any worse, no. it, to, to be honest. But see, see just on the protest itself, obviously this this creates an awful lot of discord on on Twitter. Like People don't like this kind of thing. They don't like to... Like it or not, I think there's a lot of focus on what the that group do, You know, whether it's Green Brigade, North Cup, whatever name you want to put on it. Um there's a lot of people who say they try and make it all about them and all that, which I, I don't personally believe. Mm. But look, people have the right to protest. The, yeah. the minute you start chipping away at that is a very dangerous road to go down. I would say I would support anyone's right to, to protest against something they strongly believe in. You, you might think you could they could have done something else. But I don't think there's anything they could have done that wouldn't have resulted in people well, saying it. you should have done something else. Aye, exactly. People say it's embarrassing yeah, maybe, but that's also kind of the point of a protest. Yeah. It's yeah. got to embarrass someone. It's got to embarrass someone. It's got to gain attention. They got the game postponed like a minute and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's what's more noticeable and no, that, about that again. No, we'll and real, the focus is on people will take a picture of a banner but nobody really cares yeah. you know, there's banners all the time that just won't gain the same the same level of attention as something like that would it's not the first thing of that nature either they had something similar in Germany a couple of seasons yeah. ago Borussia Dortmund fans chucked a load of tennis balls on the pitch to pro- to protest against I think it was like the late kickoffs, night-time games well, I or something well, yeah so I, I, again I'm, I'm not going to get too into the weeds of it but it's like Everyone has the right to protest Something they strongly feel about And I su- fully support that It's a honest. bit
2: weird to me You know Whether it's this Or it's a poppy For people to say Oh you shouldn't do that Like, what, what sort of country Do you want to live in Do you know what I mean and When people say Specifically with the poppy This country's mockish obsession no. With poppyism Which by the way <laughs> Is new See I, I, See when we were growing up now, Even us who, Relatively young guys There like, was this Mad obsession no. Poppy polis You should do this You should do that Rangers having these mad Cannons sh- Cannons at the game <laughs> The mascots Remember the big foamy
1: The big foamy poppy That in, walked on with the big Black boots And the big black... oh. in, in,
2: you know You don't need a PhD In Irish history To understand why Some Celtic fans Many Celtic fans Most Celtic fans Most right Normal thinking people Would have an issue With this And see the people That complain about Celtic fans Complain about the poppy They're always the first people To say keep politics Out of football uh, But what they actually <laughs> yeah. mean Is keep your politics Out of yeah, football Because yeah, yeah. they want ours in it so yeah. no, you can. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you know, you know what I was about to say.
3: Just uh, you're know, like this one Stephen. I, I, I seen a tweet. I can't remember who retweeted it. Sorry, but it was after we were talking about the Green Brigade. They might disband because they have been shamed. The Green Brigade. The Groin Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> i was uh, post a when he was talking about after the game when he was asked about the the minute silence and somebody said, oh, he's trying to suck up to the groin brigade <laughs> or groin something. Thing. I've God. seen, that. that's a new one to me. I've never seen
1: the ground brigade. I've seen the gangrene brigade, oh. which is actually quite hard to say. I've seen, I mean, some even more juvenile than that, but I love those terrible, terrible Scottish football yeah. Pun nonsense Nonsenses that's, that's a belter I've already used one tonight Super salary McMoist That's my, <laughs> my personal favourite The granddaddy of them all
2: um, My personal favourite Thing recently Was Charlie Adam Talking about On a serious discussion About racism um, Transferred the whole situation Over to himself phone. is it okay <laughs> That I get abuse At football grounds Yes Charlie
1: Yes it is It, it is. is Nothing like it <laughs> um,
2: Dundee went with a game plan They didn't play a striker I don't think so I think their plan was mainly to sit in but see when Celtic score after what six minutes or so Mm -hmm. eight minutes you can't really do that anymore. Game plan in the bin. Yeah and
3: that was always lacking from the Livingston game last week wasn't it? Celtic didn't do that but we've seen what you were speaking about Jamie Anthony Ralston took a shot he took the shot on it sort of hit off the post after a deflection and comes back to Jota. Sometimes if you're in a decent position, it's better to take that because these sort of things can happen and that goal was coming because as soon as the game kicked off, you're thinking after a Thursday night game, mm. beat on and Welsh went off injured, same team, no freshness in it, are Celtic going to struggle here away in Dundee? Stadium is an absolute schneid hole. So <laughs> you, there's Schneid-ho. excuses there and reasons why Celtic could have... Altered there, but they didn't. Straight from the off, bang right in on them, on top of them. Get the early
2: goal. Second half, exact same. So after they got that goal, were flying. They look brilliant. Well, that's it, Steve. There's a balance to strike with these long shots. Livingston was shot almost none, but if you had a long shot, you know the keeper could parry it. It could come off the yeah, post, it, it's come off like the bar. Not that a
3: shot, is it? It's just outside the box. So, it, like you, as you're saying, take it. You were complaining about McGregor and Turnbull. Mm. They had ones in similar positions mm. that they didn't take and we seen what happened. Jota gets the rebound and then from that on, Celtic are fine. That's
2: it. There's a number of things that could happen. Take a deflect. You know, it, it adds it adds a different option but I'm, I'm a, this is a ridiculously obvious thing to say but I am a fan of an early goal because the game, <laughs> because usually the, when you're watching Celtic, the game that precedes an early goal is always a bit of a cracker because teams always tend to sit yeah. in against us but the early goal means you can't do that anymore Yeah, and then we're right on top of them. Well I said that last week I think it
1: was I said look, that's basically your best bet against these teams is yeah. trying to summon a goal out of somewhere and then that just causes everything That's yeah. the, the game's on uh, all all bets are off the game plan's out the window and any number of other cliches that I could poss- possibly <laughs> list there but I think I've done enough but you're, you're right getting the early goal changes everything I've, the one thing I'd say about the, the Dundee game overall is that Celtic are they're conceding goals at the moment, but They've conceded a, a few sloppy goals, but a couple of well, at least one goalkeeping uh, error in this one. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of summon it up in me to really analyse that. I'm not, not that bothered costly, about it. But no, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not that bothered about it. I don't know the, the tendency is to you kind know, of look at this and say, "Oh, well, we're conceding daft goals," but and and I can I can feel viewers, listeners saying, "Oi, Steven. Hypocrite woman, <laughs> <laughs> you sat there. You sat there last season and said that the way the, when Celtic were f- just managing to beat players last season, eh, teams last season, we could see that it, that was going to fall off at some point. But I think it's totally different now because yeah. Celtic don't look as if we're struggling to beat teams well, at all. It. We really, really don't. We're conceding goals, yes. That makes the. Makes the overall scoreline, if you didn't watch the game, if you just went on Wikipedia at the end of the season and saw that that game was quite close, 3-2 or 4-2 or whatever, that must have been quite close. Doesn't they tell the full story of the no, game at uh, all? But this
2: is kind of what we were offered to Ange, wasn't it? This yeah, is what yeah, we were yeah, told yeah. since day one We Ange, you score four, they'll score two, you score five, they'll score three. That's kind of the way Ange plays and it's, you know, you, you do risk at the back, but I, I didn't feel it in any, any danger in this Dundee game. We were we were absolutely dancing in Dundee, Melly.
3: Oh, but we weren't. As you say, there was no danger that Dundee's first goal was a simple ball in the box that Celtic should have mm. defended better. Second goal again, Joe Hart should do better. We're not getting ripped apart. We're not yeah. getting crosses flung on us where we look terrible at the back. Starfield's went out for two games. And we've lost four goals, maybe missing a bit of him in there. Welsh has come in and done all right. But as you said, as soon as Celtic got that first goal... It settles him down and allows us to play some great football. Again, oh. watching that at the weekend, just on your feet, just going, whoa, this is really, really something. Jota, Kyogo, even like David Turnbull was spraying passes about. He was absolutely Near brilliant. Oh, I uh, forgot to mention that uh, David Turnbull was brilliant against yeah. uh, Ferenc Varos, his work rate and his quality was tremendous. That's one of his best games I've seen him have for Celtic. So we've got players performing, and w- when one's not playing as well, somebody's coming in to performing. Near beaton was decent again. Well, oh, the, the very fact that we've swapped Tom Rogic for Near Beaton in this the last couple of
1: games and still playing some tremendous football speaks volumes as well. So I think I I'm think going to be good. To place.
2: insist we get the pronunciations right, Stephen. Um, since I just came in, it's been Tommy, Tommy, uh, right, Tommy N- Rogic, and uh, it's been Dave Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> is it close, Dave, and he calls him Dave.
3: Aye. Nero Beaton as well. Nero, like? yeah.
2: aye, absolutely. But. The thing I liked about the Dundee game was we are the best team in this league. We might not be top of the table, but Rangers are like, oh, the comments are coming. <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs> let me say it again. We're the best team in this bum league. Okay. <laughs> We're not top of the table. Okay. We've had a couple of slip ups, but the, the sheer quality that we are putting on the, the displays of football excellence, th- there's no team that can touch us.
3: Not right now, we're looking great. We've had so many difficult away games that I've, we've marked off. We're starting to get over the injuries and that. We're getting more bodies back and we've got two European games now. And this is this will be the last international break now till March now. So after this, it's straight home run until that game in January 2nd against Rangers where it's going to be game after game, but I'm not fearing it. I'm looking mm. forward to every single game with Celtic and I think we can beat them when we... We've been sort of doing it in stages here this season, where it's August to that and uh, the transfer window, then from then to the September international break, from the October one there to this one. Celtic what played seven one six and drew one. If you were yeah. offer, offering us that before it, would have taken that. But, I think it's more than that. I think
2: it's play date, is it not? Play date? Well, l- it's
3: only only the one draw and on that was the Livingston yeah. is the only blemish on that. But if you're looking at that, well, maybe we'll get a draw against Ferenc Varos. But to go out there and get six points against them and to be, we have cut it down from six points to
2: four mm. and right now, just looking forward to every game. Crucially though, Stephen, we, we kind of get ahead of ourselves here and we need to be honest that whilst we are probably the best team in the league, whilst we're playing some great stuff, while we're scoring a lot of goals, it's still in the day three points we're picking up. Rangers, in their own way, with the help of the referees, (laughs) are are still picking up three points. That margin of error remains like we need to just end the podcast now we cautious note things are looking good yep we're playing well but that margin of error is very very slim still isn't oh, it oh
1: yeah a hundred percent it's almost non existent we simply must keep on their coattails mm. at all times. We have to apply we've passed up a couple of opportunities to put real pressure on them recently which <clears> is unfortunate the Livingston game it is behind us now, but still kind of looms large over, over the last few weeks of, of where where we could have been. So that, we can't really afford any more slip-ups, need to be on, on their backs as much as possible. And that's why The knee game Despite the fact They almost never score Against Celtic Although they've put that right now they never pick up anything It's still massive Going into these
2: games I don't care if they're Sitting bottom of the league Or second bottom of the league We just need to Keep cranking up these wins I mean Melly We really can't afford To drop any more points Until we get them To Parkhead in January Then we need to beat them I mean that's basically How it needs to go
3: that's, it's looking that way January's january a sort of a reset for celtic we, we need to get a couple of players in yeah. we still and I think need we're to working
2: help. on that the yeah. charter seems to be bubbling on it I'm
1: going to see half the j league this week yeah. i think oh, as, as david brent once said if it was up to me
3: place would be full of them <laughs> <laughs> well you know <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> so it, it, it is that i think it we have got a lot of games come the end of november into december and looking at it league wise Possibly we could win everyone, but you're, it's unlikely mm. you're going to win everyone. But what we need to do is be within touch and distance of Rangers when we get to that game and hopefully beat them. December's massive. I think we've got seven games in
2: December. Something <sighs> like, something like, we've had ten in the past. It's always a lot. No? Yeah. It's, it's always a lot. December's massive. Obviously, we've secured one thing we failed to mention, secured European football. Yeah. It, mm. Regardless of. What happens? International break is coming up, but I think this seems like a good place to end, lads. Yes. Yeah. And on that, we shall end. Thank you so much to everyone who watches. Thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to everyone who argues in the comments. Thanks to all the huns that leave the Snapey <laughs> comments. Keep helping that algorithm. Thank you very, very much. Check us out on Patreon if you like what we do here. Patreon.com slash 20 minute We do loads of extra stuff, all over the games and features and all sorts of stuff. Check it out. Melly, would you like to sign off?
1: Goodbye. Even. Also, Greg Taylor signed a new contract, oh, everyone.
2: Aye. Goodbye. <laughs>